Hello, good morning. I'd like to share with you from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 25 to 38. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was in him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and the sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, from the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. In light of this prophecy of Simeon and his worship, we see this is the key to our own blessing, well-being, and happiness in the coming year. It consists of worshiping, praising, and glorifying to God. On this day, we talk traditionally about Simeon. Who was Simeon? Mary made her purification offerings and went to present the newborn child to the Lord. And this custom, this Jewish custom, meant that every Israelite firstborn had to be rescued for the price of five shekels of silver. Also, the mother had to offer a burnt sacrifice at Thanksgiving. The Gospel of Luke notes that Mary offered the offering of the poor people, just a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Again, the modest means of the family is evident. But the Messiah, despite his humility, shouldn't go unrecognized in the temple. Simeon, a pious old man, went to the shrine, moved by the Spirit, and seeing the boy, took him in his arms. God had promised he wouldn't die before he had seen the Messiah. Simeon thanked God and prophesied that his life would be glorious and tragic at the same time. Anna, a prophetess who was always in the temple, also testified that Christ had come. Therefore, there was a remarkable testimony about the true nature of the newborn child. In addition to this testimony of this old, devout man, Simeon, we see a very important aspect to keep in mind, but that we often put aside. This last Sunday of the year, near the threshold of a new year, it is good to reflect on this. 
these two things, worshiping and reverence. Worship, according to the dictionary, is to honor or show reverence for as a divine being or supernatural power, and at the same time to regard with grave respect, honor, or devotion. Worship, as we witness Simeon performing one of the most important activities for Christians, shouldn't be in the background or completely neglected. Worship is love and respect for God. The Lord asks response from the heart, a gift of the whole being. He asks honor and worship because of what he is in and of himself and what he is to those who do it. It is assumed that the worshiper has a relationship with God and that there is an established way to worship, such as our weekly services, for example. We read about worshiping in the Psalm 95. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us give a loud shout to the rock who saves us. Let us come to him and give him thanks. Let us praise him with music and song. The Lord is the great God. He is the greatest king. He rules over all the gods. He owns the deepest parts of the earth. The mountain peaks belong to him. The ocean is his because he made it. He formed the dry land with his hands. Come, let us bow down and worship him. Let us fall on our knees in front of the Lord, our maker. He is our God. We are the sheep belonging to his flock. We are the people he takes good care of. To worship and revere God in the hectic days that this world wants to offer us, is not quite popular. To worship and revere God, we need only take a few minutes a day to enter a passive physical posture and to concentrate or meditate on the things of God. To do this, I need the guidance of the Word of God, that is, the Bible, which at all times is permeated by the Holy Spirit And we may also have a secondary daily devotional book related to biblical readings. That way we can concentrate on a particular topic of the life of faith every day. Why should we do this every day? We should do it because we have to feed our spirit. The same question could be asked of food for the body. Why we should eat every day? We should eat because we are hungry and because we need to keep our bodies alive. Why do we feed ourselves with the word of God and prayer? We do so because it is the only way to feed our spirit. Many people don't feel that their spirit must be fed and also don't feel a spiritual hunger. And this is because they are spiritually anorexic. That is, they have lost spiritual hunger sensitivity or have never known that the spirit has to be fed. Not feeding the spirit is even more dangerous than not feeding the body. Our spirit commands our body and mind. It has control over our body. But if the spirit is weak, the mind becomes weak, and finally the body decays even though it may be sufficiently well-fed. These are usually those shortcomings of the body we call diseases, especially those diseases we don't know for sure where they might have come from and why. It is useful 
and helpful to know that we need to nourish our spirit in order to be connected to God, and that is achieved through daily reverence and worship of God. It happens through prayer, by reading God's word, and of course through praise such as singing. This must happen every day in our lives. So you may say you have no time. But how can you say you have no time, but we have time to eat? And even as in many cases, we do have time for enjoying time after lunch. God advises us that we have to be connected to him daily, even if not for a long time. Just a few minutes a day is already fine, but it must be done thoroughly, knowing why we do it, to worship and revere God. Then, logically, because of all the benefits it also gives us. That's what we have to do every day, and there is also a very important part of worship and reverence for God. He asks us to do it at least once a week with other brothers and sisters in the faith, such as the worship community to which we belong. In the third commandment, God tells us, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. It is God's commandment, and it is not just a good tip. It's a commandment to love and revere God. And each one of us knows the meaning of the word commandment. Perhaps each of the things that I'm explaining, such as taking the example of Simeon's and Anna's worship, are things you already knew. But nevertheless, it's good to repeat it, especially when the new year is about to begin. If we really want to have God's assistance and care, we must do the things he commands. And the first one is to observe the day of rest and worship. The second is to keep ourselves fed spiritually on a daily basis for our own good. To be able to enjoy complete health, we must have good communication and a good relationship with our Creator. The Japanese introduced the bonsai tree to the world, and like other trees, it is measured in centimeters instead of meters, it's not allowed to reach anywhere near its full growth potential, but instead grows in a stunted miniature form. The reason why it grows in a stunted form is that when it first stuck, it's hit out of the ground as a sapling, the owner pulled it out of the soil and tied off its main tap root and some of its branch feeder roots and then replanted it. By doing this, its grower on purpose stunted its grower on purpose stunted its growth by limiting the root's ability to spread out and grow deep and taking enough of the soil's nutrients for normal growth. What was done to the bonsai tree by its owner is what Satan desires to do to believers if he can. He's going to try to tie off our tap root of prayer and worship time. He wants to limit our reception of what is needed for spiritual growth that comes from prayer and worship. If, like these worshippers, Anna and Simeon, who came before us, we are sincere in the surrender of ourselves to him, we too should not be unwilling to part with all that is dear to us for his glory and worship, including our reputations, our finances, our time, and our plans. How will you show your adoration or worshiping 
of the Lord Jesus Christ on this special season and in the new year to come. Start by inviting Christ into your heart to be your Lord and begin to stand firm in worship and reverence. And I finish with that very well-known phrase from many hymns, O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Amen. I wish you a fantastic week. <laughs>